Weepa team is proud to bring you Weepa Waves, the sound waves of your career. And the F words, the taboo stops here. Let's tackle the tough issues together. Hi, my name is Lindsay Rainwater. I am the founder and CEO of the Women in Fitness Association. We believe that storytelling has a magical way of connecting us all. We give a voice to tough topics and break down any fear of being alone. Weefa Waves is the podcast devoted to the sound waves of your career, giving voice to our global community. Please also enjoy our newest addition to our podcast family, F-Words. We highlight the taboo topics and feature words like fertility, finance, facelift, and fillers. We're going to break down any tough issues that we might face together. Enjoy today's episode of Weefa Waves and F-Words. Welcome to the WIFA Waves podcast. I'm your host here with co-host Lori Patterson, and we're talking to the Team May Speakers Academy students. And we're going to find out a little bit more about them, their big, hairy, audacious goals, and, and what the future looks like. So let's get things kicked off. I'm going to start with my co-host. I'm going to ask you all um, a little bit more about you, where you live and what you do. So Lori, why don't you get us started? Sure. Thank you, Jen. My name is Lori Patterson and I am in St. Louis, Missouri. And I wake up every day just passionate and on fire to love up on people and to help inspire and motivated motivate them to get started and or to keep going. And I do this through several roles. One, I'm the CEO and founder of the group personal training program bootcamp challenge. I'm also an ambassador for WIFA. And in my role here today, I am co-creator of the WIFA Speakers Academy, along with Jen. And I am so excited to be here with you today. Wonderful. Thank you. And Melissa, you're next on my screen. So I'm just going to work around as I see you, which is probably not how you guys are seeing each other. (laughs) Awesome. Hi, I'm Melissa Merkel. And currently I serve as the Director of Partnerships and Business Development at Muscle Mix Music. And I come to that role with over 20 years in the industry. Prior to joining the Muscle Mix team, I worked with NPC and IFBB fitness competitors, and I later went on to co-found and become CEO of Boomers in Motion, which is a senior fitness brand. And like so many of you, I am what I like to call myself a multi-passionate fitnesspreneur and have just worked in so many different areas within the industry. I'm certified as a personal trainer and health coach through ACE. And I'm going through the process of becoming an ambassador for WIFA. So I'm very excited about that. And I currently live in Knoxville, Tennessee. So that's where I am for my location. Wonderful. And very nice to meet you. Likewise. Rachel, you're next on my screen, but your your name says the Donut Diary. So I'm hoping you're going to explain a little bit about that. I just really love donuts and I'm thinking about legally changing my name. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I will totally explain. 
I am Rachel Lavin, and I live in Greenville, South Carolina, which is a very new move. My boyfriend and I have been here for about three and a half months. We love it here. And I, too, am all the things. I am a personal trainer, health coach, and first-time author. And The Donut Diaries is the title of my book. And I am really, really excited that I'm here because this has helped so much to kind of clear the way of what I want to do with my book and how I'm going to become a better speaker. So I'm really excited to be here today. Wonderful. Very, very lovely to meet you. And I think the title of your book is both interesting and appetizing at the same time. Well, thank you. Carol, you're up next. Thank you, Jen. I'm Carol Cavino. I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm an online health and fitness coach. I work almost exclusively with women over the age of 40 who are going through perimenopausal, menopausal hormonal symptoms, and I help them to reach their strength and body goals. And I really am passionate about it because at age 60, I can look back, look back through my experience in those years in my 40s and 50s and see where I really needed a guide because people were not openly discussing these things at that time. And I felt alone and felt like what I was experiencing, I was the only one experiencing it. So that's what drove me into that particular area of health and fitness. And I'm also writing a book. I'm one chapter away from being finished and sending it to the editor. Very excited about that. And the Academy has been wonderful. It's really pushed me out of my comfort zone and helped to refine my message for sure. Fantastic. And I just want to want to sidebar just a second on the, the Speakers Academy and the purpose behind the Speakers Academy. I really love that collectively we've got so much experience on and perspective on this uh, on the on this podcast because one of the things I notice as as I go around, and I'm sure as you go around all of the all of the fitness events, is that there is a there's a big difference proportionally uh, between the amount of men speaking and the amount of women speaking, and it's something that uh, Lindsay, founder and CEO of WeFa, noticed, and 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 Lori and I had talked about quite a lot a lot of companies come to WIFA asking for speakers and we wanted to create a platform where we could create a, a, a jumping off a, a launch pad actually for, for speakers and to, to really make sure that women had the confidence to truly articulate their message and their purpose and, and felt good about going out and, and, presenting it to the world. So that's, that's the real underlying motivation behind the, the Speakers Academy to get more women really in front of the mic. So I want to start with uh, the BHAG. So BHAG is Big Hairy Audacious Goal. And we always start every WEFA program talking about a, a BHAG. And I'm hoping, uh, as I find out more about yours, that they're huge and extremely hairy because the bigger, the better. <laughs> <laughs> so Melissa, can, can you kick us off with what your BHAG is? Absolutely. So I want to do a TED Talk one day, okay. which 
I'm not sure why, because thinking about it, like if I was ever, when, let me rephrase, when I'm standing backstage about to like start, I am going to like, I'm going to be so nervous. I'm going to want to pee my pants, you know, like, what am I thinking? But I still want to do it. So that is really my, my big goal is to do a TED talk. To do a TED talk. Okay. Have you given your, like, have you given that goal a little bit of a reigning in like a TED talk 2023 in the next three years? Like what's your, to make it less nebulous and um, a little bit more concrete? Yeah, that is a great question. And I've actually just in the past couple of days started honing in on this a little bit because it has kind of been like a a pie in the sky type of a dream, you know, that goes on my like list of what I want to accomplish in life, but I haven't necessarily really taken the steps to make that happen. So I actually have it and just wrote it on my, my next six month list to actually not necessarily do it, but to start speaking more locally and then apply. So I want to at least start the application process because I know just because you apply like one time doesn't mean you're going to get chosen, but I want to submit my first application within the next six months. So scope your, have your Ted talk scoped, understand what the process is in the next six months. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rachel, you're up next. Get Harry. All right, girl. Well, I definitely am uh, following, uh, you know, I always, I'm always following Melissa. So I feel like I'm copying her, but I just, you know, to get up on as many stages as possible and just share my message of body love, body acceptance, making women all over the world. And I've learned as I'm going through this, that, you know, women, yes, we deal with this every day, but so do men. So I want to be inclusive and just say, I want everyone to feel like they're not alone and they don't have to deal with these body image issues by themselves. We can start the conversation. We can let the conversation get bigger. And I just want to be the catalyst for that. I want to be a big part of that. And I want to eradicate the word fat and diet from our vocabulary. Okay. I love it. That's, that is huge. Yeah. (laughs) That there's a lot of work to be done in that area, but I I just think that you know that the more people that that feel great about themselves, the more great things that can be done. So it, it's it's hairy and it's noble at the same time. Wonderful, Thank Carol. You. Well, I have to start with my why because I would love to ultimately do a TED talk or speak at as many fitness conferences and events as possible. But I look at that more as the vehicle of what I want to accomplish. So my goal is to change the perception on menopause and aging that women have and really society has as a whole. So that's my ultimate goal. And I want that message to be global. I want to take it as far as I can. So to do that, I need these vehicles of speaking at URSA or doing a TED Talk. As far as getting there, I feel like, just to kind of take it back a little bit, I never pictured myself as a speaker. I pictured myself as a writer because I was an introvert, very poor self-esteem growing up, very, very shy. So to even be here doing this is part of my big audacious goal. It's in progress. 
but I want to join maybe something like Toastmasters, something that's going to really push me into an uncomfortable place so that I can refine my message. So in the short term, that's what I'd like to do. In the long term, I'm looking at this goal within the next three years. Like, honestly, looking at you, I would A, never say you're an introvert. Um, <laughs> and and just, I, I can't even, I can't even fathom. It's so funny how projection works. Like, as I look at everyone on screen, I see like beautiful, strong, confident women. And, and, and hearing, hearing what your, your reality has been to get you to this point is, is really, it really challenges me to, to think again about, about perceptions and how important it is to dig uh, and really understand uh, rather than assume that's, uh, that's, it surprises me in a, in a, in a very human way. So thank you very much for sharing. Okay. Well, those are, I, I, I think the, the goal of connecting with as many audiences as possible to, to spread your purpose and to spread message and to ultimately inspire people to be comfortable in their, in their own skin. Ultimately, like that's what we're talking about. Comfortable and accepting. Uh, Carol, you're going at it from the, from the menopausal, the, the, the age, the ageism that I think that a lot of women um, face and and Rachel, you're talking about um, body acceptance for, for everybody. Uh, those are those are huge and such deep rooted personal topics. So I think you're going to have um, a, a lot of it, it's it's going to have a long tail in terms of, of of how many opportunities you're going to get to be able to exhaust those topics. I don't think you'll get there. Very cool. All right. So we're going to talk about the, the takeaways since starting the Speakers Academy. And um, I, I'm going to smile at Lori for a second, because when we put the when we put the program together, we were very conscious about how challenging uh, the timeline was and how challenging the deadlines were. But that's the whole idea is, is when, when you, when you have to try hard, you're stretching yourself and that's, that's when you, that's when you grow. So when I go into these questions, please understand that they come from a place of grace. And we know we, we put together a very, a very high expectation, both from a, from a deadline uh, standpoint and from a curriculum standpoint. So Melissa, what's your biggest takeaway um, from the Speakers Academy so far? I think my biggest takeaway is just having more confidence in my my speaking skills and and delivery. I and this is surprising because Carol, like what you were saying, like being an introvert and not liking to give presentations. When I was growing up too, like I I was always nervous going to school because I was afraid I'd get called on by the <laughs> teacher, right? Um, I was never the one to like volunteer to do presentations, but as I've gotten older, I've really enjoyed it, especially the education piece of it. And so I've done a, a fair bit of presenting up until this point and have been gaining confidence, but just doing this course and actually getting feedback from Lori, which has been super helpful because, you know, you can feel like you're good at something, but if, you know, <laughs> if nobody's actually like giving you feedback, you don't 
necessarily really know. <laughs> so getting getting feedback and just practicing some of the skills that I've developed has given me so much more confidence. And so I find that to be my my biggest takeaway is that confidence piece. It's it's practice makes progress, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And uh, Rachel, what about you? Your biggest takeaway so far? Absolutely. Um, and I've shared this with our group. I really thought when we started doing the recorded presentations that I was going to have a much harder time with it. And I've always, you know, and I'm going to I'm just being honest, but I'm also knowing that I'm kind of past it, but I have always hated the sound of my voice and it always made me feel like there's no one that's going to listen to what I have to say. But, you know, as I've gotten through this course and as I've been doing these recordings that first of all, my voice has changed as I've gotten older, which is interesting. And secondly, I wasn't as afraid of being in front of the camera as I thought I was going to be. So now it was just a matter of, and same as Melissa said, Lori's feedback has been super instrumental in helping me move forward. Because again, when you have this beautiful idea and you know that you want to share your message with the world, you don't necessarily have the skills to back that up. And so I realized in doing these presentations that every time I do one, it gets more and more clear of how I want to present myself to the world. So I'm very grateful for this Speakers Academy for if that, you know, if just that one reason. Wonderful. Thank you. I really like the, I, I really like, I'm a huge fan of repetition and that that's what I really like uh, about repetition and being able to get feedback in a safe space. Like those are two really essential ingredients because at least for me, I find when I repeat things, the, the awareness of how I am and what I'm doing just continues to to layer itself. Like I, I get to know the process better and better. And then I'm in, I, I'm in control because I'm, I'm so present rather yeah. than I'm thinking about what I have to say, because I, I know what's coming next and I can be present for that expression. I think that that's, you know, it's, that's the thing that you've, you've really got to do the work. This is the, you've really got to do the work to get to that point. Yeah. Carol, talk to me about your takeaway. My takeaway was how powerful your own story can be. I don't think I was using it enough. And Lori's feedback helped me quite a bit with this because I think there's this tendency. It's the same when we write to suddenly we become like we're back in school and we get kind of term paperish, you know, putting things in their proper order, doing things the way we think it should be presented. But starting with that story is so powerful, whether you're introducing yourself or you're introducing a topic because then your audience can relate to you. So that was a huge takeaway for me. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, the, that your story is that thing that's uniquely yours. It, it's, it's a huge and powerful connector. Yes, it really is. It really is. And, and Lori, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. Like now, I think we're at our fifth Speakers Academy, fifth uh, cohort. Like what are what are your takeaways as the as the coach so far? Uh, I do one, and I was I was going to share this uh, with with Carol, Rachel, and Melissa, and 
it also holds true for all of the other cohorts that have gone through our program. And that is the amount of courage that it took you to walk through your processes to actually sign up for this course and then to take your phone and do this and record yourself. And all three of you specifically said on this podcast that you were more of an introvert. You you thought you would have a fear around speaking in front of the camera, uh, fearful of speaking out in front of people. And to hear all of you say that and then to witness what you're creating with your voice and how you're amplifying your message. I got goosebumps. I was thinking when each of you were talking that that is how passionate your why is. And that is what is exploding inside of you because it is exploding more than your fear to not get the message out. And that's just so powerful. And I think encouraging, motivating for, for all women and men too, like you said, Rachel too, there's, you know, we want to be inclusive here. Our market that we specifically speak and work with is women. But I think that all of you here and, and all of the women that have gone through our program are such an amazing testament of, of women who find the courage to walk through the door. And that's you. Here, here. I, I agree. It's like committing the time, committing the resources and having the courage to to take the step. Yeah. And the thing is, and I think we talk about that a lot. I think we talk about courage a lot. We write about it a lot, but to do it is hard AF. It's just hard. People think that, you know, we, it's such a small word for such a big action, you know? So just when you had said that, Jen, about having courage, I'm like, yeah. And that's, that's real big. So I hope all of you and all of our speakers and anyone listening, uh, you know, would give yourself a big hug if you found courage to do anything. Cause that's hard. Now, like, I'm, I'm just curious, would all three of you say that you're introverts? I don't think we've had a Speakers Academy full of introverts. <laughs> I have introvert tendencies. Like, I know that I need to be alone to, like, re, you know, regenerate my energy. Yeah. But I think I'm a little more personable than these two. <laughs> Not personable. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Like, you know, I don't mind being silly and stuff like that. It does come naturally to me to be a little bit more like outgoing. Gregarious. How about that? Thank you. I feel like I'm putting you guys down and I don't mean to be. I'm so sorry. Okay, good. <laughs> we did not take it like that. Um, okay. I, and I would agree with you, Rachel, for sure. You definitely, you kind of remind me of my husband where you kind of sit on the ledge and you swing <laughs> both ways, you know, like you, you're an oh. extrovert when you have to be, but she would prefer to be, you know, at home reading a book or watching Netflix or something. Yes, correct. Or put it, or doing a mask. I love masks. Yeah. Or a spa day. Mm. I can't sit still that long, but I love to do a mask at home for sure. And Melissa, are, are you intro or extra or like a little bit of, I mean, nobody's absolutely anything, but you're more one than the other. Yeah. I, well, I like going out. I like being around people and I have gotten more comfortable doing that. Although I will say that I am more reserved than maybe a lot of people. And than Rachel. Yeah. And some people <laughs> call me call me classy. And I think it's just because I'm like, you know, I'm not the crazy one to be like, ah, you know, and like 
I am not the life of the party, but I like to be at the party. <laughs> that makes sense. But Lisa, I wish we would have known that they called you classy at the beginning of this cohort because I would have called you fancy pants. <laughs> right? that, your nickname would have been fancy pants. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I necessarily love, you know, that title. So it's probably a good thing that I didn't mention that. But, yeah. you know, it, yeah. But now, but now it's out and it's about to be broadcast. But <laughs> throughout the world. But no worries. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. And we respect your desire not to have that label. So they may call you that, but you, I, you identify not quite to that label. So we hear you. It's all okay. Good. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on on this these two questions. So I, I want to talk about kind of like a best and and worst, and it's not really worst, but it's like your area of improvement and that thing that you're you're most proud of. So Melissa, what what are you most proud of since starting the program, and what's that thing that you'd really like to take to the next level? Got it. Well, thank you for this question. I forgot this was on the list. So as you're reading it through, I'm like scouring through my mind, like what was the thing I was going to say? Because I did think about it at one point. So I know one of the things that I really want to work on, there's actually two things. One is what they call the power of the pause and being okay having a pause because I find when I'm speaking, I, I talk fast and I you know, I get excited and having a, a pause is hard for me. So, so that's one thing. And, and the other is to really speak concisely because I find sometimes, and when I'm giving a presentation that's prepared and planned, I'm okay with this, but if I'm doing an interview or, you know, just chatting with people like we are now, I find that sometimes I go off on tangents and I use a lot of words for something that should take fewer words. And so really being clear and more concise on what I'm trying to say is something that I've noticed I would like to work on. I mean, I, I think that's a repetition thing. And if you watch yourself back, you're like, okay, that sentence could be. Yeah. And, and those, those are both what's, what's really funny is that, we've done this podcast a few times and they're both of those always come up in, in this area because, you know, we get so enthusiastic. And I think as soon as the enthusiasm goes up, so does the speed. And, mm-hmm. and then it's just like, wait a second, are people processing what's coming out of my mouth or, you know, do I sound like a motor at this point? Yeah. yeah it's uh that's that's definitely a thing of like matching matching your nerves with with some sort of a tempo or a cadence that you know matches the impact that you want to make with your speech those are yeah. those are really good and uh the thing you're most proud of did you answer that or did you just tell me areas of improvement I just told you areas of improvement <laughs> the proud thing is harder I think like to to find you know, something in particular that you're proud of. And (laughs) the thing that comes to mind, first of all, and this is not a speaking thing at all, but as far as the presentation, like my slides were (laughs) kick-ass. Like like that has nothing to do with the words that came out of my mouth or my eye contact or, you know, any of the things, 
but they look it's peripheral good. and it's really important, right? Like it, it's, it's the, it's the thing that supports you. It's like your co-anchor for your presentation. Mm-hmm. So okay. I was, I was proud with how they, they turned out. That's a great answer. You can't, and, and you can't have an, a wrong answer to this question. So, <laughs> okay, Rachel, area of improvement and something you're proud of. Okay, my area of improvement, still I'm working on my procrastination. I, I know now after doing a little bit more inner work that my procrastination stems from fear. And it's just a fear of failing or a fear of my message not being valuable or important. So I'm really working on when I say, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. Like, why am I saying that? You know, why am I, when I know I, I want to do this and I want to be successful and I want to take advantage of the help and have, you know, these relationships with these beautiful women. So why am I procrastinating? Just do it. So I'm working on that. And, but what I'm most proud of is that it might seem kind of simple, but the fact that I did it, you know, the fact that I took a chance and I invested in myself because I do believe what I'm saying and what I've experienced is important to share with other people. I, I love it that you brought up procrastination because I think that it's, uh, I, I don't know anyone that doesn't struggle with procrastination one way <laughs> or another. And I feel like sometimes I procrastinate just to give myself pressure to actually get it done because when there is that pressure, I, I can go for it. But if I rely on that too much, it, it actually erodes the quality of my work. Like if I stack too much in that procrastination bubble, then everything yeah. ends up like half baked, unfortunately. Yeah. So it's like when to use the procrastination pedal and when to just go for it. It's, it's, you know, it's that constant tug of war with it, but I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. I don't think anybody else has said that. And it, and it is a thing, um, yeah. figuring out how to, how to keep yourself motivated and keep yourself on track and not like, and then there's also the other side of that is spending too much time on something and, and editing to the, to the minutia mm-hmm. or over, over editing or over creating. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Carol proud of and improve on? I'll start with the improve on. Of course, that's the easiest one to to go to. But for me, it's always the mindset. And I really don't like the word mindset. It's overused so much. But for me, mindset (laughs) means our attitude, how we approach things, how we think about things, our self-talk. That's that's what I mean. Mm -hmm. So overcoming self-doubt. So I was recently in a bodybuilding show. I do bikini bodybuilding shows. And I have this habit of going blank on stage. Now I do everything I'm supposed to do, but I allow my nerves to rob that moment from me. And I'm really working on that, being fully present and not letting being nervous or all that self-talk get in the way. And I remember when I first became a group fitness instructor over a decade ago and the training that I went through, because I did in-person training. The gentleman who was training us said, when we're nervous, it's a selfish thing that we're here to serve other people. We can't serve other people if we're so nervous, we're just, we're inside of ourselves, which I think is a tendency for an introvert to go too much inside. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely what I'm working on. My mindset, my self-talk, 
so that when I show up, I can completely show up for whatever I'm doing, whatever event I'm doing. As far as what I'm proud of, I'm proud of how far I've come. I tend to forget that. I have to remind myself, go back over the years. I never pictured myself doing this. And a year ago, I would not have signed up for this course. I was getting the emails and I would kind of look at the emails and go, oh, this this looks cool. I really want to do this. Oh, no, I can't do that. And I did that for like (laughs) a full year until I finally bit the bullet and, and signed up. So that's what I'm most proud of. I, I I love both of like, there, there's so much profoundness and is that a word? Sometimes I make them up. Uh, I do too. It's totally a word, Jen. It's totally <laughs> a word, it's a word okay. on our podcast. It's, it's now a word, but it, that's right. It, so my, my husband speaks Dutch and half of the day I listen to Dutch. And then sometimes I, I just stop knowing I, I I lose my confidence in the word that comes out of my mouth. I'm like, is is that any language? I don't know. <laughs> but anyhow, so I love I love Carol that you're really that that you're really thinking through the the intention behind the intention behind things and and really focusing on the the presence of it. And I, I think it's really interesting that it I, and I think this is just a tendency as women. I, I hate doing the big brush strokes, but it's so much easier for us to be critical than it is for us to to reflect on uh, on the thing that that we're proud of. And I and I love the that that you're building the reflection on like this is my journey so far. One of the practices that I've adopted over over the past couple of years is a is a monthly retrospective. So it's like, what's one thing I did last month that I'm that I'm proud of? What's something that I've what's something that I've struggled with? And and really just looking at it on a month to month, and then eventually, if you keep that like journal style, I do because I'm uh, neurotic that way. Um, is that I have this yearbook at the end of the year that that sort of marks my journey over the course of the year, and and that that recognition of how far you've come and even how far you've come already in this program is mm. is, is a thing that you really need to be like hell yeah and pat your back pat yourself on the back for um because, because that that's the thing that's going to keep you going that mm-hmm. that you you can trace back your steps and then you can see how far you can go with it because you know it's it's just it's just going to get better from here, ultimately. Mm-hmm. So now, so now the 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 juicy question because um, I'm really looking forward to seeing and watching all of your keynote presentations. Um, what is the topic that you selected and why? I'll start with Melissa. All right. So my topic actually switched kind of halfway through. Um, the course. Mm-hmm. But with my role at Muscle Mix, I talk with fitness people all day long. <laughs> so, so instructors and trainers and gyms and studios and, you know, being involved with WIFA as well. And so I wanted to do something not only that I would enjoy, but also that other fit pros could use. So I ended up choosing the topic of the four steps to take, I know, drum roll, the four steps to take 
to land your first speaking gig at a national fitness conference. Ooh, nice. So yeah, you know, going through this course, I was interested in, you know, having gone to Ursa and we're going to IDEA in a few weeks and all of the different conferences that are out there, like how do you actually get to speak at those events? And so I interviewed a number of women in the industry who are speakers. Lori graciously gave some of her time to answer some of my questions. And I built my presentation off of all of the feedback and everything I learned from those interviews. I mean, that's, that's so cool because it's, it's also like the handbook for what to do after Speakers Academy. It's like, you've done it. So now go get your gig and here's how. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really interesting. You know, I learned a lot from those interviews and it, it was super fascinating, but but yes, going through this, you know, it's like, I know, you know, the, the three of us that are going through want to become speakers, but I know there's so many other fit pros out there that, that want to do that same thing. And so, you know, kind of. That how would to be do. a great topic for Ursa or IDEA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because there's a lot of people in the room that have that goal as well. Yep. Very, very cool. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Rachel, your topic um, why? My topic is body love. Mm -hmm. And why is because I um, struggled with just the thought of it was never in the realm of my possibilities for most of my life. And so when I decided to write my book, I realized that this was something that was, again, very valuable and very important to share with other people. And even... As fitness professionals, we're all succumb to this vision or society's beliefs of what our body is supposed to look like. So I'm really trying to break these barriers, um, but it's more than that. Like I, I think I said in the beginning of this, I want people to feel like they're not alone and that they too can change their mindset. And I, I'm, you know, now that I'm using that word, Carol, your your point. <laughs> It's like, it is overused, but at the moment, I don't have another word because it is who you think you are in your head, you know, and how people may not see you the way you see yourself. So that's what I'm really trying to do is kind of just put yourself out there, love your body at any size, but that doesn't mean that you don't, you can't be healthy and you can't be conscious of what you're eating and all of those things. So as you can hear, I'm not quite clear on how that's going to manifest itself. So, but I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, is it, is it identity that you're looking for instead of mindset is like your, your, how you see yourself is, is identity, right? Like how you define yourself. Yes. I mean, I haven't thought about using that word, but you know, a quick example, like being a personal trainer for 20 years, I always felt like I didn't have the right body to be a personal trainer. And that clearly was not true because I've had a successful business for 15 years. So, you know, what I believed about myself and about my body just wasn't true, but I didn't have the tools and I didn't know how to change how I thought about my body. So now that I have done some inner work and I've put it into practice, 
I want to be able to share that and help other people put it into practice. I, th- I think it's such like, it's such a powerful topic. Like, I want to try right now because it's just so yeah. hard. No, I, I love emotion. This is, this, this gets real. I, I think, you know, when you talk about body love, what, what that, what that brings up for me, and this is, this is how I've had to, I think we've all dealt with what you're talking about. Like, I, I don't know a woman who does not, um, have to address self-acceptance uh, and and then you you have to do it again and again and again as as your body changes and you get older um it's it's just like it it never ends but it, it, hopefully we're getting better at it but when i think about when i think about love it's it's like if you love someone else think about how you care for and treat them and then if you then just make yourself that someone else it's like it, that that's that's the the food and not, not, like the soul food that you're giving yourself is is that is that care and that treatment and it's it's you know it's not about uh, it, it's not about judgment or comparison it's just about this is where I am these are the tools that I have this is these are the gifts that I have and I'm going to go out and make the most of it yeah I think it's 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 such a big and important topic and I don't know anybody, anybody in my world that couldn't use that presentation. Thank you. Carol, your topic and why? My topic is five steps to self-care for women over 40. And I chose that topic because when we're in our 40s and even into our 50s, we're sandwiched. So what I mean by that is maybe we're taking care of ailing parents Mm -hmm. or we're taking care of both ailing parents and children, teens. So we're stuck between these two generations playing these two roles. We might be working on top of that. And I experienced that in my 50s. Uh, Both my parents passed away within six months of each other. I had three young children and I was trying to work a job, raise my children and care for my parents at the same time. And there was no self-care in there. I looked back on that and reflected And I had to be almost 60 years old to finally take that time, carve that time out during the day for myself, because you can't serve other people. You can't show up the way you're meant to show up. If your cup is empty, it has to be full. So I chose that topic from just a place of experience and wanting women to take that time, because I feel like as women, they simply will not take that time for themselves. They won't carve out that little bit of time just to do a few things during the day to attend to their own health and mental well-being. Yeah, and, and another really powerful topic. I, I, I feel like so many women don't even know how great they could be because they're so used to running on, on scraps. And as soon, as soon as you like get that breath of like, oh, wow, I've recovered a little bit. It's like, you know, it's like a good recovery after a workout, like going into a workout fresh and charged, but you know, life instead of the workout life fresh and charged. It's, uh, the, the, it's so unfortunate that we don't give ourselves permission to do that, that more of us don't. 
Yes. And it's detrimental for our physical health too, because if we're always in that fight or flight, which I was, I realize now just always in fight or flight, sympathetic nervous system, never taking time to take a deep breath and calm myself down. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to all of your presentations. Lori, do you have any questions before we uh, finish in uh, rapid fire? Uh, no, I just think that you three women are extraordinary. And you too, Jen, four women are extraordinary. Five, including yourself, babe. Heck yeah, <laughs> we're here. Okay, so we normally end uh, the all of the Weefy podcasts in uh, rapid fire. So it's kind of like a this or that sort of thing. So, um, or, or like, a, for example, Melissa, you get to put three cosmetic articles in your bag when you go to vacation and no more what do you pick. Mm. Foundation, bronzer, and mascara. Ooh, Ooh nice. I think that's, I think that's wise. All right, Rachel, you're next. <laughs> uh, SPF for sure. Lip gloss or chapstick, yeah. some kind of moisture. And then like, I love a facial mist. Okay. Lovely. Carol. Uh, for me, it's foundation, eyeliner, and some kind of lip gloss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I have to have an eyeliner. So I like, I would give up lips completely for, for <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Lori, what about you? Uh, uh, like a chapstick for my lips, uh, uh-huh. eyelash curler, and mascara. Ooh. Yeah, forgot about the curler. Also very important. And you, like, you have lashes for days all the time. Like, I, I always notice that when you're on screen. I'm like, can I please have Lori's lashes? <laughs> well, thank product. you. <laughs> a product, Lori's lashes. It already sounds good. That's, that's right. <laughs> that, does, that does sound good. Get on it, Lori's. All right. I bought it. Okay. So I would like to know the, the most amazing meal you've had in the past 30 days. What was it and why was it amazing? This hmm. is hard, right? Like, cause you have to think about what you even ate yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Something noteworthy or the next vacation you plan to go on. You can pass the meal. So I've got answers for both. Great. So so my meal, which most people are going to be like, whatever, but for me is pizza because mm-hmm. we don't have pizza that often. And I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, I get really happy when on the occasion that we, we get pizza that we have it. So what's, so that on, was your the meal. what's on your pizza? Okay. What's on it? Your um, pizza. usually green pepper and mushrooms. Okay. I like the okay. veggie stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. For the vacation, we are planning a trip to the Grand Canyon in the fall. Yeah, looking forward to that. Nice. Wonderful. I always like thinking of vacations. They're they're like happy places. Same. (laughs) Did you say me? Yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, Okay. I cook at home 99% of the time. So I will say that we are going out to breakfast this Sunday, and I'm super excited for (laughs) Pancakes. 
I yeah. love that, Rachel. You, you and my husband are like the same. He loves eating out. And we'll say that. I'm like, babe, you want to go for breakfast after our bike ride on Sunday? And then that's all he'll talk about for the two days. Leading up. He's like so excited. <laughs> so when you said that, like my husband would say that, you know, in two days when we're going here, that's going to be my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that, that future meal. That's my, that's yeah. my meal. The, the meal I haven't had. Too. Yeah, he, yeah. He likes to cook at home and do all that. So I think also part of that experience is someone else preparing it. Yes. Correct. And yes. cleaning it up. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. And next vacation. Uh, don't have plans for now because we spent literally all of 21 on a road trip. So we just moved here. So we're settling and just chilling at home. So it's going to be a staycation. Correct. Yes. I like that. Get, get to know your new, uh, your new digs, your new neighborhood. Okay. Great. Yeah. Carol. Well, I just came off of a bodybuilding show, which means I was eating a lot of fish, asparagus, all that kind of stuff, carrying around my Tupperware. (laughs) But I competed last week and my celebratory meal was to go to Milo's in New York City, which is one of my favorite restaurants. It's a Greek restaurant on the Hudson River. And they bring out like a whole fish prepared in a wonderful Mm -hmm. butter sauce, which you don't eat butter sauce when you're competing and roasted potatoes and hummus and vegetables vegetables and nice wine. And it was just, it was wonderful. Just the views, the meal, everything. So that was, that's still fresh on my mind. Yes, I guess. And congratulations (laughs) on the show. Thank you. Thank you. That first meal after a show is always, always a good one. And with vacations, my husband and I are going on a cruise in the fall to Greece, Italy, and Turkey. Oh my God. Nice. Hello, Mediterranean. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lori, your meal and your vacation. Uh, meal, it's been my favorite breakfast now for I don't know how many days going. And it's a piece of toast with a fresh avocado and a sunny side up egg. I don't know why, but that, so I have it every day. Well, I didn't have it this morning, but normally every day now, cause I, <laughs> I get on a kick. Like if I love something that I just do it every day and then I don't until the next year. Yeah. So I'm going to say that that's my breakfast. And then vacation. We just got back. We did the Cayman islands. I was also in Colorado. Um, and when this airs, I'm not sure, but we're, we're recording it in July of 2022. Uh, and the, the airports and the air, airlines are, are very challenging right now. So yeah. honestly, I don't want, I just told husband, my, I don't want to get on a plane. Uh, and next year we're heading back to Europe. So I'll say next year when I'm hoping every, all the airports and the flights get all worked out and it's a little easier traveling than it has been. And you will let me know, you will all let me know when you come to Europe, because they're easy flights. And I'd love to see like WIFA in in real life. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that does it for this episode of WIFA Waves. We'll see you next time. Thank you, ladies, for your wonderful wisdom and contribution. Thank you. Thank you. Start at the beginning. Start with you. WIFA Lead, leadership through elevation, awareness, and discovery. In a nutshell, it's 13 weeks plus you, a partner, and a community going on an intensely supported personal deep dive into who we are, why we're here, and how we are going to make the biggest impact possible. Sound big? 
It's a completely transformational program that we recommend for everyone, no matter the age, experience, or background. Join us for the next edition of the We Believe program.